the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. Oh, wait a minute. Good after. No. Kelly, let's try one more. Good evening. Welcome. Welcome back to our itsy bitsy, itsier and bitsier, teensier and wincier show. It's Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, and the, the name's going to stick. I, I ran it by the wife. There was no debate. There was no doubt. I loved all of the great names that you all sent in for the show and the great suggestions. I especially liked Happy Hour with Randy Corcoran, but I couldn't clear the alcohol license fast enough to make that work tonight anyway. But, uh, you know, just wake up, Fitz, because that's what we're all about. We are about digging your head out of the darkness, getting your face out of the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine mantras that continue to drive the narrative practically everywhere you turn. And uh, big thanks to Mike Boyles for inviting me on. Mike Boyle. Yeah, it's Peter Boyles and Mike Boyle. (laughs) Thanks, Mike, for inviting me on to uh, warm up a little bit and do the crossover for the new time slot here for Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. That was a real pleasure. And I had not planned on talking about any of this tonight, but he brought up Joe O'Day. And so I think it's important to maybe elaborate a little bit more on my answer with him in case you were uh, listening and, uh, and just wanted a little bit more. And we'll do that in just a minute. Text messages are already coming in, and, uh, man, oh, man, the topics are so good. Dr. Simone Gold, now out of jail. Yes, one of the early truth-tellers on the dangers of the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus vaccines. Uh, she was put in jail for being on the Capitol grounds, another insurrectionist. And uh, uh, she's out now, got out early, I think, on good behavior. And uh, Alexa writes in the... Press secretary, White House press secretary, telling people they need the new COVID jab every eight weeks. And I was talking with Dr. Tim Watt of Cynogenics, and he's going to join us here in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, And he he gave me the analogy. He said, man, I am seeing patients um, who just made a bad decision, and they took the jab, and they are paying uh, in many desperate ways, uh, blood clots and, and heart issues, heart inflammations and different things like that. And and I, I said, well, what do you think about all the propaganda now on these boosters? And we'll talk about this a little bit when he comes on. He is a doctor, so you can, you can hear it straight from him. But uh, he said it's like, you know, if you took your dog into the vet and gave him three sets of rabies shots and then your dog got rabies, would you eventually stop giving him a shot? Because the people who are getting jabbed the most seem to be getting COVID the most. Fauci, you know, multiple jabs, got COVID at least twice. Maybe it was three times for Fauci. Multiple masks, multiple jabs. The most protected individual on the planet. I mean, he can't get away from his son's laptop. He can't get away from his daughter's diary. But he sure ought to be able to avoid diseases 
multiple jabbed, multiple boosted, multiple masked, creepy, sleepy, sleep with my daughter, shower with my daughter. Sorry, sorry, correction, defamation lawyers, correction, shower with my daughter. President Joe Biden should not be getting COVID. He should be protected. And it's not just so much to say, you know, you'll get you'll have less symptoms. Maybe you won't be quite as sick. Maybe we can keep you out of the hospital. I guess that would be fine. I guess that would be enough if the vaccine wasn't causing so much harm. It started right here with me in the midst of the COVID fights and the mandatory jabbing of Denver police officers and and Police officer Jose Manriquez, who was forced to jab after having COVID and surviving COVID and and then couldn't walk within a week. I mean, I I saw it firsthand. The numbers just grew and grew and grew. Anyway, we'll talk about that a bit with um, Dr. Watt. That's not the topic. The main reason we want to have him on Um, had a really amazing experience at at the Dennis Prager Cigar Night with – uh, a listener, a guy I didn't know who, and I was on my way out, man. I'd had my cigar. I'd had my drink. Kelly made me have a second drink. And I just wanted to be polite, um, ate some food, and uh, and I had my Harley there, so I was anxious to get out and get a couple more things done. It was already pretty late. And uh guy grabbed me on the way out, and he said, "I, you know, I need to talk to you a minute. And he had heard, he'd heard about Cenogenics on 710 KNUS for years, but he said, when you started telling me your personal stories, I was convinced, and I believe that it saved my life. And you can darn well bet when I got home, I texted um, my synopsis of that exchange to Dr. Watt. And um, I know Julie's out of town and doing other things right now, so um, communicated with him. And I thought we might talk about that and just share the benefits of Cenogenics. I, I just think it's so valuable for all of us to have options. And, uh, and that's part of what we'll talk about. And then, man, I am so looking forward to the 6 o'clock hour because uh, if you're regular listeners to the times I've been on the air here at 710 KNUS, which, by the way, this is the start of my sixth year. Can you believe that? Sixth year on 710 KNUS. And I think before I actually started working for 710 KNUS, I was doing a little bit of fill-in, and I – can't remember, and I didn't take the time to go back and try and figure it out, but I think the very first time that I filled in for a regular host here on 710 KNUS was right here at 5 p.m. for Jimmy Sangenberger because this was his original slot, 5 to 8. And uh, we'll be running 5 to 7, and I think we'll be opening that up later on in the year, but for right now we're going to have a couple of hours every Saturday night, and I promise they're going to be worth your time. We've got callers on the line, 303-696-1971. We'll get to at least a call or two before this first break uh, and try and do a lot of calls. I know Tom Tancredo loves calls, but what I started to say about the 6 o'clock hour, um, Tom, been through hell. And, you know, if you are an establishment Republican, if you are a Democrat, if you are an open borders, uh, big government, taxes till we can't spend any more, individual in government of any kind, then you don't even view Tom Tancredo as a necessary evil. You view him as just evil. If you are a an America first, secure borders, fight for freedom 
with everything you got. American patriot, I know we got to be careful with that word, but an American patriot, then you love Tom Tancredo. He's everybody's favorite patriot right here in Colorado, and he has been through hell. Diagnosed with colon cancer, major surgery, chemotherapy, always a smile. Every time I'd talk to him, no matter how weak his voice sounded, no matter how crappy he was feeling, we'd find something to chuckle about. And uh, and he got through it. And on the very day, the very day that he was pronounced cancer-free, and this was serious, man. This wasn't a little melanoma on your skin or something, and I'm not minimizing any of that. I know it can all get ugly. This was major stuff. On the day he was announced cancer-free, he had a tiny little accident in a parking lot. He's got a big monster high truck. And there was this low piece of concrete abutment, embankment, embutment. I'm trying to combine two words there. Anyway, he bumped into some concrete. It's totally slow. No seat belts. He and his wife in the truck. He was just moving around through the parking lot. And he bumped his head on the steering wheel. And because of the chemo and the blood thinners and everything else, he was rushed to the hospital where he spent weeks on his back fighting off and recovering from a brain bleed. And literally, I mean, there was a period we weren't sure we were going to keep him. And in fact, even though I've talked to him a lot, the last time I saw him was prone on his hospital bed. And of course, that big Tancredo smile. And all the times I talked to him, had no idea he was writing a book, handed me a copy, could barely move, handed me a copy of his new book, I Was Trump Before It Was Cool. And uh, I'm like, dude, I know you can't move, but aren't you at least going to sign it? You know, no. But um, anyway, I have not seen him since then. We had uh, lunch plans that had to be canceled. Tom Tancredo, first time on the radio since way back when the diagnosis of cancer started. He will be in studio for the full and final hour of this inaugural evening version of Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, and I just I just can't wait. We're going to go have dinner afterwards, and um, it's just going to be wonderful, and I, I want to share that with you. Tons of text messages rolling in. So much more I want to say. Um, you know what? Let's, let's at least grab Pundit Pete while he's here. Um, Pete, we've got to keep it quick because I've got a guest coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Welcome to the inaugural version of the evening version of the Wake Up with Randy Corcoran version of my show. I'm coining Kamala, well, I'm, I'm Kamala Harris, you know, repeating the same word over and over. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Pete. Pete, we got a problem with your phone. We'll stick you back on hold, see if we can work you in on the other side. Uh, why don't we go ahead and get to our break early right now if we can? Kelly, because um, I want to spend some time with Dr. Watt, but I also don't want to keep him waiting. Man, there's some things I want to talk to you about. I'll finish the conversation I started with Mike Boyle regarding Joe O'Day. Um, I'll tell you about the major event in our family today, one of the great celebrations of having my Saturday morning and afternoon free, um, which if you're a regular follower of the show, I know you will enjoy. And, of course, we've got an awful lot of very serious stuff to talk about with you here as we kick off the night version of Wake Up with Randy Corcoran on 710-KNUS. Hmm, I could get used to this nighttime jamming.
Montrose. Ah, oh, the memories. Lord E. Lordy. All right, it's 521, 51 degrees in Aurora, 52 degrees over there in hell, otherwise known as Denver, Colorado, my beloved birth city. And Lord, oh Lord, what a mess it has become. Text messages are just piling up tonight already. Really do appreciate it. But here's one, Kelly, just question. What the F are you drinking and riding? Typical Harley rider, perhaps? Because I joked about you making me having a second drink. I mean, come on, people. Lighten up. It's Saturday night. All right, we're going to have some fun because I'll tell you what. If there's one thing that this man brings to the table at Cenogenics Denver, it is a terrific sense of humor. Um, His name is Dr. Tim Watt. He's become a good friend. He's also my doctor, and he joins us now. Dr. Watt, good evening. Good evening, Randy. It's great to be on the show again. Better believe it. I love having you, and I know you are in a beautiful, beautiful place tonight. Care to share? Uh, I'm up in the mountains in Estes Park, and... uh, I've been sitting about 50 meters from a big bull elk that's been bugling all evening. So if you hear some howling in the background, it's not the wife. <laughs> well, I'll make sure that uh, to send her this podcast as soon as we're done. And uh, just so she knows that you love her so much. You know, I've met your wife, Tim. She's tough. I wouldn't mess around. Well, she's in great health. And, uh, <laughs> that's right. So uh, we're going to keep that toughness around for a long time. You better believe it. And I, I saw that um, you're updating your um, your commercials here at 710 Canyon. I'll be recording one here sometime probably later this weekend or or early this next week. Um, but something that is new to the to the sort of uh, presentation out there, the big offer is a complimentary food allergy test for people who come in for their elite health evaluation. That's normally $840. Let's talk a bit about food allergies, because I think I've been experiencing some of the um, some of the difficulties with this with a close family member, and uh, we're, we've been trying to figure it out by um, trying and stopping certain things. Sure. Well, and the, the easy answer to you think somebody in the family is, is of course they are, because virtually everybody is having problems with food. It's just a matter of whether they recognize it or not. Um, The short message is everything you eat is either making you healthier or it's making you sicker. There's no in-between. But there's a category of food allergies that a lot of people call food sensitivities. And this is to distinguish them from what most people picture when you talk about a food allergy. It's like the the peanut allergy, okay, EpiPens, hives, squeezing being raced off to the emergency room. And yeah, those are allergies. They're quite severe, mediated by what's called IgE, and they're impressive. But there's a huge class of what truly are allergies, whether you call them sensitivities or not. They're still mediated by immunoglobulins, but a different subset, IgG, IgA. And what happens with these is you get a very subtle response, and typically, a short time after you eat. So somebody will eat something that they've got one of these sensitivities to, and they may feel just fine when they eat it. But an hour or two later, or maybe 30 minutes later, they've got the <clears throat> that little bit of post-nasal drip, a little bit of stuffiness, maybe a little headache, maybe a little brain fog, bloating, gassy. Guess what? Arthritic joint pains and aches, muscle soreness. 
a whole host of issues because what happens is when you eat this food that you're sensitized to, it jacks up your inflammation. And again, inflammation is what at baseline predicates all the bad stuff we're wanting to avoid. And because there's just a little bit of delay there, people don't put it together. If the first time you ate something you had a problem with, you had crushing chest pain, fell to the floor, easy peasy, you wouldn't do that again. But in this setting, since it may be a couple of hours between eating the thing that's giving you the problem and you having symptoms, you don't make the connection. But this chronic increase in your inflammatory state over and over and over again is detrimental to your long-term health. It's fascinating. And, and because the timing can be stressed out or stretched out, people don't put two and two together. So, so how does the food allergy test help people distinguish one from the other? Well, it's a simple blood test. You're not going in and getting scratches and, and looking for big skin wheels like the old-fashioned allergy testing. It's just one more blood exam. But what you get back is a, a set of information that's three or four pages long, and they literally give you a list of an enormous different number of foods, and they're categorized into foods that you have a strong reactivity to, a moderate reactivity to, mild reaction, or no reaction at all. So again, if for sake of argument, your panel comes back and you're allergic to wheat and milk and eggs, and they'll actually separate it egg yolk, egg white, chicken egg, duck egg. But nevertheless, if those come back in the red zone, high reactivity, then you just need to eliminate those because they're making you ill. If almonds come back at a very mild reactivity, then you can have almonds occasionally, but it's important to realize this is still something that produces a response in my body that's a negative response. So as much as possible, you stick to the foods that have no reaction at all. You avoid like the plague, the ones that are in the high reactivity zone, and you moderate your intake of the ones that are in between. Now, the good news is your body really does want to heal itself, and your gut can heal itself. Um, these reactions are predicated on what's called leaky gut syndrome. Basically, what you have to remember is what's inside your GI tract is technically outside of you. And the wall of your gut is like the bouncer at the door to the club. He says, you can come in, you can't. Well, if that barrier gets disrupted from chronic inflammation and on top of that, repetitive exposure to the same food over and over again, this standard American diet, which of course abbreviates FAD, uh, is made up of about eight or nine foods total. So somebody's eating corn every single day over and over and over again. You don't need much of a leakage of unprocessed corn antigen from inside the gut, which is outside of you, into your bloodstream before your body's immune system says, wait a minute, this guy's not supposed to be here. And it mounts an immune reaction to those antigens. So if you go off of the corn, and you're doing the things to decrease your inflammation and let your gut heal, then down the road, it's possible that you're able to go back to having some corn. Now, corn's not on my list of things that's good for us anyway, but as an example, again, can you potentially down the road 
get to where you're able to eat things that you had a reaction to, yes, provided you give your body the chance to heal. But as long as you're throwing gas on the fire, you can't put the fire out. So it's important to know what are the things that are really triggering an adverse response to my health. Eliminate those for a while and give your body a chance to heal up. Talking with Dr. Tim Watt from Senogenics. The website is denver.senogenics.com, denver.senogenics.com. I'll give the phone number, too, before we let uh, Dr. Watt go away. Uh, take just a minute or two. Uh, so many things I want to ask you about, but I don't want to miss the opportunity for you to just sort of lay out for folks who may be new to uh, this time slot or haven't heard from you before about what Senogenics is all about. Well, Randy, as you know, it's a big paradigm shift. Mainstream medicine, and again, I was part of mainstream medicine for years. I practiced neurosurgery for over 30 years, although I've been doing this uh, part-time for about uh, 20 years before taking it on full-time. Mainstream medicine is not healthcare. It's sickness treatment. Mainstream medicine is the fire department. They wait until you're fully ablaze. They roar up, hose you down, and pray that there's something left once they're finished. At Cynogenics, we take a proactive approach. We really do health care. We say, what if you optimized your health? What if you got really healthy? And what if you stayed really healthy? What if you didn't get sick in the first place? And by the way, if you don't die prematurely of the heart attack, you don't die prematurely of the stroke, you don't come down with cancer, what's the side effect of that? You're still alive, but not just alive, healthy and active and vital. Because part of the philosophy that goes with sickness treatment is the sort of self-fulfilling prophecy that you're in great health when you're 25, and slowly your health gets worse and worse and worse and worse And finally, you're so darn sick, you wish you could just go, but the kids feel guilty and they won't pull the plug. That's no way to live Um, because not only is your life being shortened in years, you're losing a huge chunk of your life to just being unhealthy. So our goal is let's find out what's making you unhealthy. Let's fix those problems. Let's mitigate all the risks that we can, get you in the best health possible, keep you in the best health possible. And by the way, you're not just healthy, you're staying healthy. I'm 64 and I'm in the best health of my life. I'm stronger and faster now than when I was on active duty attached to the 10th Mountain Division 30 years ago. And I'm a work in progress. I plan on being in better health five years from now than I am now. And I say that not because I'm so special. There's nothing magic about my genetics. I made the choices to say, I'm going to take the steps to get healthy. I'm going to take the steps to stay healthy. My goal is to teach my great-grandchildren how to downhill ski. And that's what we offer our patients at Cynogenics. What if you can't? That's why um, my patient grabbed you at that event the other night. Uh, This man had been through the ringer with mainstream medicine. I'm not saying his doctors weren't well-meaning. But he had terrible problems. He was literally circling the drain. And he comes in to see me and we say, look, these are the issues that are making you miserable. These are the issues that's causing you to lose your health, lose your vitality, not be able to enjoy your life. 
let's put a stop to this nonsense. Let's turn things around and let you get your life back. Well, let me just tell you, um, his name is Bill Maitland, and I have permission in writing from him to share his name. Uh, And here's what he texted me uh, the morning after uh, he grabbed me at the Dennis Prager cigar event. Randy, pleasure meeting you last night. After hearing Dr. Watt on your program and your testimonial about the program, I probably would not have taken or have made the investment, which probably saved my life. I will send you text messages on my progression along this journey. Again, thank you, Randy. And he told me that uh, when you first met with him, that you uh, diagnosed him um, pretty efficiently, pretty quickly with a very technical term. Uh, I think you told him that he was a train wreck. Yeah, that that is a technical term we use. Um, But I was able to tell Bill, well, the good news is if you are in absolutely perfect health, we'd be sitting here just talking about current events. Uh, But he had a lot of things that needed to be turned around, but more importantly, not just things that needed to be turned around, things that, honest to God, can be turned around. And what I see, what I hear from virtually all of my patients, they come in a few months down the road and they say, Doc, I, honest to God, had no clue how lousy I felt until I finally started feeling good. Because people just think it's normal to be achy and to be sore and yep. to be short of breath and to not be able to go up the darn stairs. And again, in the mainstream world, you're standing in the kitchen with no clue why you're there. And they say, well, you're 60. It's normal. Um, no, it's not. It'll happen to you if you don't do anything to stop the process. Um, but like I said already, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you just accept that your health is going to steadily deteriorate and you're going to get more and more miserable. You're right. That'll happen, but it doesn't have to happen. It's a choice. Well, Tim, I, I had my own Biden moment this week. I would pulled my Harley out of the garage. I was going to pull it around to the front porch to wash it. And instead of taking the extra three and a half seconds, it would have taken to go around the brick wall onto the concrete, I thought, hey, I've been riding dirt bikes with my three-year-old grandson. My body's been holding up fine with the jumps and the hard landings and everything else. I'm just going to plow through the rocks between my driveway and the garden and, and save myself three seconds to get onto the back of the driveway. Buried the Harley. I did had no idea it was four inches of big, you know, pebble rocks. Um, buried the Harley. It, it, the frame and everything just stopped when it got to the concrete. Didn't, didn't hurt anything, but there was no getting it out. I, a neighbor came over. We hooked up the ATV. We tried to jack it up, pull it forward, dug rock out, finally wound up having to dig the rock out behind the Harley and then pull it a few inches at a time because every time you'd move it, it would start to fall over because the front tire would turn hard in that rock. But literally four plus hours out in 95 degree sun, huffing and puffing, uh, sometimes wishing I was going to die. The next morning, I, I I had no pain. I mean, literally, I I, I felt and and I just know that that part of that has to be some of the discipline and some of the benefits that I've given to my body by being involved with Cenogenics because. Before, you know, if I went out and just raked a, raked a garden, I'd be sore the next day for like two or three days. And so, you know, I, obviously a lot of factors factor into everything. 
hardest workout in the hottest sun for the longest period that I had been involved in in maybe seven, eight years. And it wore me out. I had to give a speech that night, 45 minutes worth, but, but I got through it all. The next day, I felt fine. Yeah. So, again, so, I don't it's know. a matter of choices. Sure. So dr- driving the bike into the gravel wasn't the best. <laughs> Biden movement. Hey, uh, but at least before that, you made some choices to get yourself healthy enough to extricate the darn thing. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And thank thank God for my neighbor. All right, there's there's a couple of things I want to go through with you. How do you deal with the fact that it feels good to have Oreos and milk before I go to bed or to, you know, put a little grape nuts into my frosted flakes so I know that that's a healthy <laughs> bedtime snack, wink, wink. Um, how do you work with those mindsets? Because that, that is difficult to overcome. Well, I'll admit to the audience, I, I set Randy up for this earlier this evening when I told him that I'm of the opinion now that big tobacco probably did less damage to this country than big food. Um, sugar and the standard American diet is not just bad for you. It's addictive. It's highly addictive. Uh, there's been studies done with what's called functional MRI, uh, where you look at brain activity. And when you give somebody sugar, their brain lights up just like it does if you give them cocaine. Um, so, People always say, well, what do I do about my sweet tooth? And I say, well, go to the dentist and have it pulled because, you know, well, I'll cut back. Well, look, if you've got somebody that's addicted to heroin, do you ever tell them just cut back? Um, No. You you say, look, it's time to be honest with yourself. Um, You're killing yourself. And, you know, it's the problem with, quote, unquote, comfort food. Yeah, it makes you feel good because it does things to your brain, just like heroin and cocaine do things to your brain, and it makes you feel good. Uh, I don't think anybody takes their second hit of heroin because the first one made them feel like crap. Um, But it does come down to saying, look, we're going to have a come to Jesus here and talk about prudent choices. You know, we talk about where is your health at right now and what are your goals? Uh, I've got a patient who had a stroke. Um, we, As you know, we do brain function testing and she's lost a lot of brain function beyond just what's related to the stroke. And she has huge concerns that dementia is rearing its ugly head. It's concerns most people over 70 have at some point. And come to find out as we're talking, um, she's having several alcoholic drinks every single night. And I had to say, okay, look, um, I'm not saying you're an alcoholic. I'm not saying you have to join AA, but the alcohol is a neurotoxin. It's poison for your brain. It may be enjoyable, but it's not helping your brain. So for this patient in her setting of, I'm afraid I'm losing my brain function, it was you need to sit down and have a serious conversation with yourself as to just how fond of the gin and tonics are you? Because they're feeding the fire of, of the burning down of the building you're afraid of, losing your brain function. And it's the same thing with the sugar. The sugar drives people into diabetes. It predisposes you to cancer. It predisposes Alzheimer's disease. It feeds the fan on your arthritis. Um, it's not something 
that we were ever made to consume in mass quantities. And the amount of sugar that uh, this country is taking in is really orders of magnitude greater than it was 50 years ago, which was 10 times what it was 100 years ago. And the health of the country is deteriorating in lockstep with that. Um, it's the problem with the philosophy behind things like Obamacare with, well, we need more access to sick care. Well, look, it's not an economically tenable position to say, let's let two-thirds of the country be diabetic and try to find better access to insulin to treat their diabetes. That's a losing proposition when you're talking about a self-inflicted disease, that if you modify your diet, you wouldn't become diabetic. End short, of story. Short answer, good, and, infor- and got, good information got, and encouragement and uh, trying to give people the tools that they need to make better decisions for themselves. A friend of the show texted in, David, uh, said The Sugar Blues is a great book by William Duffy. Do you know it? Yes. Okay. And, and again, I've, honest to God, I've literally watched patients break down into tears over the thought of not having their bread. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. And, I, and I, so again, my goal is not to chase you around the yep, greater yep. metro area and slap the bread out of your hand, but my job is to say, these are the things that are ruining your health, and these are the things you can do to get your health back. It's your choice to make. We're going to push this break a little bit because I want to get to what I think is still the most important topic in the area of health. Talking with Dr. Tim Watt, denver.senogenics.com, denver.senogenics.com. Their phone number is 720-387-3681, 720-387-3681. Another text message that came in tonight, Tim, so right about the jab. My sister got clots and an enlarged heart. I know four women whose babies were born prematurely. One baby did not survive. I got the shot and got COVID. Never again. Always listening. That's from Lisa. Uh, you and I have talked. You and I know people who took these jabs and have had blood clots, who have had uh, enlarged hearts and, and inflamed hearts. And uh, stories now, mainstream news stories coming out. A high school football player had six feet of blood clots removed from his leg. He will never, he was a lineman, he will never play football again. Um, talk to us about what you've learned and what you think about these jobs, jabs and now the propaganda trying to push people into taking these boosters every eight weeks, for God's sake. Well, you know, you already summed it up. If you were giving it to your pet and your pet got sick anyway, you'd probably say, why am I doing this? And when you look at the countries that were even more heavy-handed than the People's Republic of Denver, places like Israel, where they forced these experimental jabs down people's throat and into their arm, um, the rate of COVID infection didn't go down, and virtually everybody that's getting it is already jabbed. And what got conveniently ignored or glossed over From the very beginning, the evil SOBs who were pushing and selling this never, never, never said it would keep you from getting COVID. They said it will make it less likely that you get it, and we hope it'll make your symptoms not so bad. And again, if it was completely benign 
if it was completely safe and maybe it makes your symptoms not so bad, all right. But now you've got Alberta province in Canada where the, the, the province has come out and said the number one cause of death in Alberta is, quote, unknown causes, unquote. We know what the yeah, cause is. Of course. You know, don't give me this. So you're taking everything in life has a risk benefit analysis. Okay. You ride a motorcycle, which my wife won't let me do because she did the risk benefit analysis and said, I don't care how much fun you think it is. I'm not going to let you take a chance on getting creamed by some little old lady in an LTD. Okay. So with the injections, you have to say, well, what's my risk benefit analysis. And on the one hand, you've got, the rate of cancer going through the roofs, the rate of myocarditis, which, by the way, was not a disease that was common in young people before the jab, and now it is. Not debatable. You've got all these blood clots. You've got all these miscarriages, all these premature births, babies being born with blood clots, just a horrendous list of side effects. And, oh, by the way, you're still getting it. You're still getting the woo. And the last 10 or 12 patients I've talked to who had the COVID, they went out and got the jab and then got the COVID anyway. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you know, he died of COVID, but thank God he got the jab. It could have been worse. Um, it, it, it does not make any rational sense. None. It, it does, a five-year-old could figure this out. If it doesn't keep you from getting it and it doesn't keep you from spreading it, and it just might kill you or decimate you, why would you do this? And oh, by the way, as you know, what, what am I pushing for people? Making sure their vitamin D levels are normal. If you really want to follow the science, the science from major studies done all over the world showed that a vitamin D level below 30 was the number one predictor that you came down with the Rona became deathly ill and didn't make it out of the hospital alive. And guess what? Vitamin D is safe and it's cheap. And did you ever hear the talking heads get up on TV and say, everybody go out and get vitamin D because yeah. we can stop this thing in its tracks if everybody's vitamin D level would be normal. No, they said hide under the bed until we come up with an experimental jab. And by the way, when they look you in the eye and say it has long-term safety, but it's only been in existence for nine months. Excuse me, that's a lie. You can't say something is safe when there's no five-year safety data because it hasn't existed yet. So if they'll lie to you about that, you got to ask yourself, what else are they lying to you about? A hundred percent. And one thing, we've got to cut it here because we've gone way long. I really appreciate your time. I know you've got uh, some beauty in that uh, that bull elk to get back to. Um but they did come out and tell us that it would keep us from getting the coronavirus. Biden said it. Fauci said it. And then they started changing the definition of vaccines right, you know, right there on the CDC. And then they started backpedaling and saying, well, if you take it, you won't get as sick. You won't wind up in the hospital. You won't wind up dead. But initially they did tell people that if you took this thing, you would be protected from getting the CCP virus. It's all a bunch of nonsense. Uh, Tim, we do have to end it there, but I really appreciate the generosity of your time tonight. Encourage everybody to check out denver.cenogenics.com and uh, see what you can do about your health. Make some good decisions. Make uh, As we head into flu season and cold season and the holiday season and less sunshine, 
uh, figure out the different ways you can strengthen up your body and make sure that you come through with flying colors. Um, God bless you, sir. I really appreciate your time tonight and uh, look forward to talking to you again very, very soon. Always a pleasure, Randy. Stay healthy. Better believe it. It's 549. We've got to jump to the break. We'll come back to some phone calls and uh, see what we can do before the top of the hour. Don't forget Tom Tancredo in studio, first radio interview since his diagnosis with colon cancer, and what a story ever since. Looking forward to that. You stay with us here on 710 KNUS. The corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine, liberal alert establishment Republican warning bells are going off because Tom Tancredo's in the vicinity, and he will be in this studio here in just a few minutes. We've got time to squeeze in a call or two. Let's go to Pete real quick, who's been patiently holding. Thank you, Pete. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. Uh, uh, that's good news about Tom Tancredo. Um, we've just been, my wife and I have just been at the Truth and Liberty Conference at Karis Bible College in Woodland Park. Love that place. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic conference. And I just want to say a couple of things. Like, as a Christian, I've always sort of questioned, am I supposed to be in this sordid field of politics? Yeah. And that was just really confirmed. And and more than just that, they laid out, many fantastic speakers laid out uh, the big picture of what's going on with faith and this attack on faith. And that more than just that we're right to be involved in politics, that more Christians should be involved in politics and that it's the failure of our churches that may have gotten us into the spot we're in right now. Pete, it's so... And then I would just say... Go ahead and finish. I would just say one more thing yeah. was that um, the fantastic speakers, but uh, Lauren Boebert was there, and as great as she is as a politician, I knew she was a woman of faith. She could be a preacher, too. Yeah, <laughs> she she's, she's a little soft on Jesus, huh? Yeah, you know what I, I what I love about her, and I spent a ton of time with her a couple of weeks ago, is that uh, even in her most um, politicized speeches, uh, she always starts from a, po- a position of praising Jesus and knowing that we are all in very good hands. I was at a at a barn event with uh, former sheriff candidate John at, at his ranch, John Anderson's ranch. And they had a preacher in who talked about the three lanes uh, that we have to live our lives in, family, government, and the church, and the importance of keeping each in their lane and activating each at the proper level in their lanes. It was really, really good. So, Pete, I'm glad you were down there. I love what they do at that college, and uh, it's really good to hear from you. I haven't heard from you in a while on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. So I hope you'll call in off, and God bless you, sir. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Better believe it. We've got the music in the background already. Got to get used to this new schedule. We're only going to uh, 7 o'clock tonight. There's a show at 7, Global Alert News with Dave Wigington. I think when that show winds up, we'll be picking up that extra hour as well. But uh, right now, man, stick around because when we come back, the one and only former Congressman Tom Tancredo in studio will take your calls as well. Stay here. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.